The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is... Michael, the Hebrew Hammer Brown. We are coming to you live, myself and my co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner, after the first game of the Houston Rockets season. And as I bring up on stage, my man, America's man, Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy, what's going down, my brother? Well, thank you, Mike. Um, I didn't realize I was America's man, but I will gladly accept that. Well, listen, game one tonight of the Rocket season, we have so much to break down tonight, and I honestly could not have think of a better person to do this with outside of yourself. Rockets win preseason game number one tonight, 134-96 to over the San Antonio Spurs. What a game tonight, man. 
we got to run the preseason rules, okay? Yes. Here are the preseason rules for those who have forgotten. Yes. If you lose a preseason game, it's just the preseason. But if you win a preseason game, especially by 38 points, it's a big deal. Yes. Okay. Championship, All right. here we come. So I will be honest. More than likely tonight, I would have been shirtless, twirling around the shirt around my head like a helicopter. I am not doing that tonight. We're just going to have fun tonight, talking all things Houston Rockets. Um, Tonight, man, I watched most of the game tonight. There's a lot to like about tonight. I think you and I, we should start with our first-round pick from this past year, Jabari Smith Jr., 21 points, 8 rebounds. Five of eight from the three-point line, eight of 15 from the floor. He was a plus 19. Impressive, man. Yes or no? Absolutely. I think I think it's it's hard to crap on Jabari's performance tonight. Um, you know what I realized though, and kind yes. of you know, kind of what I'm thinking like this. Um, you know, obviously there's Jalen Green, and I, and I think this is Jalen's green, of course, uh Jalen's team, of course. But the good thing about uh, what we saw from Jabari tonight, if it can translate to the regular season, is maybe there's a night where Jabari yep. can be on. And if Jalen, like, I feel like most of the games this season, if the Rockets are going to win, it's because Jalen Green is at his A game. But maybe there's a chance that if Jalen, for whatever reason, has an off night, the Rockets might still be able to grab a win because guys like, Jabari Smith and Kevin Porter are also on their game. So I think most Rockets wins are going to come because two of either Porter, Smith, Green are going to have a really good night. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's fair, man. He does. And I think he makes Jalen and Kevin Porter's job a little bit easier, I'd say, in terms of the scoring. I should no, say. for sure. No, for sure. And we started with Jabari. Uh, Alperin Shengun, 13 points tonight. He did have five turnovers. He had five rebounds. He did have uh, 20 minutes on the floor. Eric Gordon, 13 points. He had a couple rebounds, five of seven from the field. Kevin Porter Jr. only had nine points. Uh, Jalen Green, seven points, three of 12 from the field. Tari Eason was my player of the game tonight. 21 points, 10 rebounds. 9 of 13 from the field. Um, I feel like those are the the players I want to focus on. J- uh, Josh Christopher, also 15 points, 4 rebounds, 6 of 10 from the field. Um, any of those guys specifically stand out to you, Jeremy, with their performance tonight? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Course. Yeah, I wanted to zero in on him too. And I think with like I see so much of – Josh Christopher's trajectory from last season in Tari's this season, he's going to make it very, very difficult for Steven Silas to not play him. And I think it's going to get to a point to where there's absolutely no reason to not play him. I mean, if he's doing this in limited action, limited preseason action, I'd like to see him in mid, like I'd like to see him in like mid season form and like, just to see how he would be in. I mean, look, we're obviously taking all of this with a grain of salt. Okay. It is preseason and it's against the San Antonio Spurs who I don't think people realize how just 
so pre-baked the like 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 let's take a cookie right like you take a cookie they're not cookie dough yeah they're they're an egg they're an egg yolk they, yes. this team is an yeah. egg yolk and yeah, maybe sure. like not even yet like they might still be in the egg but i think like the rockets are a little bit further along and i think like the spurs are kind of where the rockets were like the season like in 2020 i think like yeah, that's fair. like they are they don't like they're going to go into every single game and the other team is going to have the best player on the floor and maybe even the be- the two best players on the floor they're just they're just not a really good team like i i just don't know other words to describe it i mean a lot of those guys um are like g league caliber guys but because they're in san antonio they're going to get an opportunity to play i mean like but and the veterans that they do have are not enough of a difference maker to really make uh sure really make this like a a team that has a chance to win very many games so the rockets when they get into the regular season when they get games like this they're not going to have very many but when they do get games against teams that they should beat they need to take care of business and they did so tonight yeah for sure man and i kind of want to touch on a couple other players with you before we get to the big news of the day Ty Ty Washington, eight points in 12 minutes, three of seven from the field. I figure I, I thought he had a decent game tonight. He went from the three-point line, but he got to the hoop when he needed to. He was a plus nine on the court. I feel like Ty Ty Washington had a good game tonight. Yeah, I liked what I saw from Ty Ty, albeit in um in limited fashion. Um, you know, we're we're getting to the point now where we are wondering kind of who's going to be on that latter end of the roster. And obviously, you know, Ty Ty is going to be on the team. I'm not saying that he won't, um, but it's like to get 12 minutes in a game like tonight, it's going to be very difficult for him to see that kind of action in the regular season, unless there are injuries in front of him. Um, yeah. I think Dacian Nix did uh, some solid things tonight, albeit maybe not as, um, maybe not as flashy, um, but I think that I think that Ty Ty, um, you know, like I've felt this way about Ty Ty since we drafted him. You know, I really like him. Um, there's nothing like wrong with the Rockets drafting him, except for the fact that they really don't have much of a. They really don't have much like space for him. Like I just I just don't see how Ty Ty makes a role on this team, and and like. You know, he could be like a Josh Christopher or a Tari Eason that's forcing his way into the rotation, um, but it's he's not there yet. He's not playing as well as some of those guys. And, and like, it'd be one thing if there were veterans ahead of him that he had to beat out. But the guys that he's competing against for minutes are also young. In fact, Dacian Nix, who was in the, who was in the G League two years ago, was in the G League, the G League MVP last year on the Rockets. Dacia Nix is younger than Ty Ty Washington. So it isn't even like an age, but I mean, it isn't really too much of an age thing. It's not like you want to play the youngest guys automatically, but those guys have promise. Like, oh, if you put like DJ Augustine versus Dacia Nix, it was an easy decision. Play Dacia Nix. But if you're looking at Dacia Nix versus Ty Ty Washington, Ty Ty does not have that edge in terms of oh, he's better for the team long-term. We don't know who's going to be better between Dacian Nix and Ty Ty Washington long-term. We can 
guess based off what we've seen in very limited action so far, but that isn't preventing Knicks from playing. So that is ultimately why I worry for Ty Ty and his ability to make uh, to make the rotation and to to play a decent amount this year. No, for sure, man. I think you make some phenomenal points there. Um, I will say this, Jeremy, and again, you and I have done shows together for now going on four years. A win like tonight just puts a really good taste in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. It's preseason. I get it. It's San Antonio. But the guys look good tonight, man. Jabari Smith, 8 of 15, 5 of 8 from 3, Eight rebounds, 21 points. Like, I really liked what I saw from Jabari tonight, especially in space. I just, tonight, man, just left a really good taste in my mouth after game one. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned four years because I had to do the math on that because it really hasn't been that long. Yeah. But I guess this is the fourth season that we've done type yeah. of podcast, but yeah. it's only been a little over two years since two. Uh, since we've been doing this so it it is kind of crazy but yeah I think look obviously there's a lot to build off of tonight and that's that's what you hope for in the preseason is that uh, you're getting some of these guys in rhythm but also you're gaining you're you're allowing these younger players who haven't played on a stage as big as this one before I mean I wouldn't necessarily say that the summer league or uh, whatever games that these guys played in college is a bigger stage than where they're at now because now they're professionals they're making millions of dollars this isn't the summer league anymore like this is the next step and that's why there's excitement regarding tonight's game because it is a step up from the the summer league and the summer league was a step up from the draft and you know now we're getting to the point where it's about to be the regular season and and that will be one more step towards um these guys and then we're then we're rolling 82 games down the stretch so for sure um i personally think uh, with these guys, look, the preseason is always a time for optimism. And, and that's, I think, as Rockets fans, uh, something that we have been striving for a lot because there hasn't been optimism all the time throughout these four long years that we've been, that we've been podcasting. Um, but oh, <laughs> oh, so, so yeah. what I'm saying oh. is, um, you know, you take, you take the wins when you can get them. No, for sure, man. And I do want to get to the the second guy that I think we need to break down tonight. Tari Eason is a monster. You know, thus far in his yeah. experience in the NBA. And again, man, like I think it, it goes without saying that it's one game and what he's done in camp. But everything that Tari Eason has shown thus far, Jeremy, this guy is going to be a monster. I'm not going to call him superstar in the NBA. I'm going to call him a star, though. Like, I think Tari Eason has everything you're looking for in a prototypical fringe all-star. I would call him that. I call him a fringe all-star. What about what about you? I, I think if that's where Tari Eason's career ends up, It'll be a very successful sure. career. Um, I, I think I'm not necessarily going to say that 100% yet because um, there is obviously a lot that goes into it. But I think landing in Houston for Tari Easton was a really good spot for him. Um, he's going to get some opportunity to play hopefully soon. Um, and what I am surprised by him the most, 
I think is his is his driving ability. Um, you know, he like and he's a strong yep. guy. Like I think I think that was kind of underestimated in his game coming out of college. Um, and it's hard to believe in a class that that wasn't like particularly top heavy. The fact that he fell all the way to 17 is just kind of surprising. And I think that during the season, if he gets that playing time that he's kind of bullying his way into, he's going to make a lot of the teams that drafted ahead of him look pretty, pretty dumb. I mean, like, um, I, I mean, not every team necessarily, but I think there's a chance that, you know, if he, if he can play enough, I think all rookie team is something that isn't out of the question for him. Um, but I think what I, I think the reason why he looked as good as he did tonight is because he's also like very strong with his basketball IQ and a guy like that is not a guy that you would necessarily equate to being a rookie. Um, and he doesn't look like a rookie. I think, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, like Jabari, he has the higher ceiling of course, but I think there will be times this year where Jabari looks like a rookie just because um, maybe he'll make a decision that isn't particularly wide. Like there were some shots that Jabari took tonight that I thought were a bit questionable, I think. And that's not to dog on him. I think Jabari played great tonight. But I think there are, like Tari wasn't making those mistakes as frequently as Jabari was. And when you get into the thick of the NBA, when you're playing a team that isn't, you know, a fringe G League team in the regular season, I think that, those mistakes are going to come like those mistakes might be a little bit more glaring, but I, I am really hopeful from what I saw tonight. And I think, I don't think the moment is too big for Tari. And I think that was very similar. Like I I can't help, but think of Josh Christopher again, because Josh Christopher was the exact same way, you know, like he wasn't afraid of the moment. He took advantage. He hard, like Josh Christopher hardly had any like bad games last year. I can't remember like, Oh my God, Josh Christopher was horrible tonight. Like I, like I don't, and maybe that was because he like didn't play all that much. But when he did play a lot, it was because he was earning those minutes while in the game. So I really think that we're gonna see a very similar look with uh, Tari this year. A hundred percent. Let's get to the news of the day, Jeremy Brenner. I feel like you owe me an apology. I do. I mean, uh, look. You know, you know what this is. You know what this is. Yes. I'm gonna. You want me to read the news? You want you? I I feel like I feel like I should do it. I feel like I should do it. You you've earned this. You you've earned this. I'll give it to you. Per Adrian Warzanowski, Houston Rockets center Bruno Fernando has agreed on a four year. $10.9 $10.9 million deal. His agents, Andy Schiffman and Mark Berylstein of Priority Sports tell ESPN, Fernando will have his two-way contract converted to this new long-term deal. Jeremy, do you want to apologize to me now or do you want to do it later? Um, I will apologize to, I mean, <laughs> you don't have to. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm giving you shit. I, I will apologize. I, I will apologize to you for doubting you. I think that's maybe a better. Okay. No, it's, I think that's fair. 
but but here's here's my thing about Bruno Fernando, right? Like, yes, look, he's earned this. He's earned this. Like, I, I do genuinely believe that he has earned everything that's coming to him. However, just because he's got the contract doesn't mean it's going to stick, and it doesn't mean he's going to get playing time. And for sure, for sure. And he's got to. It just means that they are making more of an investment on him longer term. And I thought it was interesting because they had converted him to a two-way deal before they did this. And so there must have been some, like, uh, reason behind that. Maybe it was to, you know... And I give you you shit, Jeremy. The back end of his contract, of course, of course. But look, it's interesting, though, because that trade that they made with the Celtics now, I think Bruno Fernando might be the only player left on the team that he was actually sent to. I mean, Boston, look, Boston got Daniel Tice, and obviously Daniel Tice was whatever for them, but they ended up flipping Daniel Tice to get Malcolm Brogdon. So I really, I think that was a, ended up being a good trade for, uh, for Boston as well. But um, like Bruno Fernandez sticking around in, he's the last player of that trade that's still standing. Um, but like, I, I just, like this is a very similar deal that um, that Garrison Matthews got. In fact, it might even be the exact same deal—a four-year minimum deal. It's it's pretty similar. I don't think I don't think it's exact, it's but yeah, it's pretty guaranteed. close. And to be honest, I don't sure. know how long Garrison Matthews has left on the team. So it's like maybe like I'll look that up right now. Like, well, in terms of I mean, in terms of his contract, I think he has three years left because last was the first year of the deal, but. I mean, do you think Garrison Matthews is going to be on the team in three years? Probably not. And uh, yeah, you're looking at not. you're looking at where the team is kind of heading right now. And like Tari Eason, if the Rockets are going to want to play Tari Eason more, a person that's going to lose minutes as a result of that probably going to be Garrison Matthews. So, like, well, th- this we'll deal see. this deal has more value than the Garrison Matthews deal does. I agree because it, he is a big. Um, and there is potential. Yep. Well, just value, uh, uh, monetary value. I was speaking to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, maybe it's like oh, he has like a four-year. 10 yeah, so Gar- Garrison Matthews. Like four, eight. Yeah, Garrison. The next, you know, so this year he's making two mil. Next year he makes two mil, and then the next year after that he makes two point two mil. So this is this is a much. How much of that is guaranteed? Um, the way I look at it, per hoop site. And Hoopsite breaks it down between player option, team option, qualifying offer, two-way contract. They have this deal based for Garrison Matthews as a fully guaranteed $6.2 million deal, essentially over three years. Okay, so it's most it's mostly guaranteed. Yeah, it, this is a guaranteed okay, so deal. I'm reading, yes. I'm reading this on I'm reading this on uh Spotrack right now. Garrison okay. Matthews is uh, he's got a non- his guarantee deadline for this year is January 10th. So if he's still okay. on the roster so, on January 10th, he's got to get to mil. So, I mean, we'll see if Garrison Matthews makes it. I, I imagine he will, at least for this year, but next year he's got the same For deal. sure. He's got the same for deal sure. in 23-24. He's got that two mil where it's non-guaranteed. It's a non-guaranteed deal, but it becomes guaranteed on the 10th of January in 24. And then the final year of the deal is a club option uh, for the fourth and final year of the deal. I- I'd have to imagine that Bruno Fernando's deal um, is along the lines of that. 
Um, and I just think like I look at I look at all those guys, right? Like I look at I look at uh, what's his face, Shengun, Garuba, sure. Fernando. Like I would still put Shengun and Garuba there. I thought Garuba actually had a good night tonight as well. Um, so I think that it's going to be difficult for Fernando to get minutes, but the fact that they've done this, it shows, uh, it shows a willingness to commit long-term. It's, it's good. It's like, it's like you're like, you've been dating for a little while and you don't know exactly where it's going. You like the guy or like the girl and don't really know. Uh, but this is like, you know, you're dating now You're your boyfriend and girlfriend, you know, your congratulations. Uh, what I will, what I will, what I will it's say still about fresh and it's still new. Yeah, what I will say about Garuba tonight: no points, seven rebounds. What I like about this move, Jeremy, and it's something that you and I have discussed before. This moves Garuba out of the non-five spot, which is where I personally have felt like he's belonged since the beginning. Yeah, it does give them an option to go big. And yeah, I wonder which is why I feel like he best fits. Yeah. Yeah. So like I wonder in the next couple of years where the league is going to be going in terms of like big men. Because we have seen kind of with like in the in the middle of the tens where Golden State created this kind of small ball era and teams decided and like the Rockets among many teams decided to kind of follow that model to kind of work against the Warriors or to kind of challenge the Warriors. Um, but since that's kind of moved a little further away, I mean, you look at the draft in the last uh, couple of years, you know, James Wiseman was taken uh, with the number two pick. You look in 2021, Evan Mobley was taken pretty high. And you look at 2022, um, I mean, you, you look, I mean, most of the guys were big men. So like Chad Holmgren, but, uh, and then Paolo, Jabari Smith. So in next year you have uh, Victor Wimbanyama. So it's like, right. I think what we're going to, I think we're going to see kind of a big man renaissance here because right. we've seen so much success from big men like Giannis and Jokic. And I feel as if you are like, I, I feel like because they're teaching big men, to be more skilled that that is going to be kind of where the league is going to be heading. And those smaller guards, I think there will still be a a need for, you know, guards and, and small guards, but I feel like those who are taller, uh, who can maybe operate as a, as a wing or even a, even a big man are going to be seen in a more favorable light. So the fact, like, like you saw with the Magic, um, the Magic were rolling out like a practice, um, and they had, what was it? I think it was Bull Bull, who's seven two, Paolo Banquero was playing the three, and he's like six ten, and it was uh, Mobamba Mo maybe, Mobamba seven foot. So yeah, it does give you the option to play Garuba uh, with another big, which is good. And what the Rockets have with this move is some flexibility. Um, For sure. they, they can move Garuba to a four. Um, they can keep him at a five. Um, and it really kind of gives them several options to move forward with. And that's what the Rockets need right now is several different paths to move forward towards. No, for sure, man. And I think we would be remiss if you and I didn't quickly touch on the trade from earlier this week. Yes. 
eight-player trade, Houston sending David Nawaba, Sterling Brown, Marquise Chris, and Trey Burke to Oklahoma City in exchange for Derek Favors, Mo Harkless, Ty Jerome, Theo Maldion, and a second-round pick. Thank you to uh, editor of the show, Darren Yuvon, for his article on thedreamshake.com for this. Um, Jeremy, your really quick thoughts on this trade for the Rockets. It was a good move for both teams. Um, and okay. I mean, honestly, because this move obviously was not about the players, clearly. I mean, sure. it was the bottom four players for the Rockets, arguably the bottom four players for the Thunder, and they made uh, a trade. And essentially what the Rockets got out of it, even though they're taking on more salary with Derek Favors, who I believe is now the second highest played player on the Rockets apart from Eric Gordon. Um, but Derek Favors with that $10 million is going to be very, uh, very intriguing on the trade market to teams that are looking to shed salary at the deadline. So if you're looking at a team that is looking to, you know, like trade a guy that is willing to like attach a pick for them or something, we can attach Derek Favors to make the salaries work and they'll end up probably waiving Derek Favors, opening up a roster spot for them to go sign someone on the buyout market. That's ultimately what I think Derek Favors' role is going to be in Houston. Um, I doubt he'll play uh, sure. uh, even a minute, um, even even in a garbage time role. Like, I really just don't see how Derek Favors uh, really has any playing time. Um, but that's, like, why he would be here. I, I mean, there is a chance that he's even waived or bought out before the season. I don't think that's the case. I think that was, like, a big reason why the Rockets ended up making this trade. Probably – other, other than the fact that they also got a second-round pick from the Thunder, that was probably the second biggest reason why the Rockets did what they did. And for the Thunder, what they get out of it is they shed some salary for the upcoming year, which I think they, they were trying to do. Um, sure. So I think that was – like I, I think both teams got what they needed out of the trade, and it, it was you know mutually beneficial for both. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I think that I – I bring the trade up. It was mutually beneficial. I will be honest with you, Jeremy. I wish Derek Favors had somewhat of a role with this team because I feel like he could have a role. But I, outside but of that, Mike, and you're like, yeah. well, if Derek Favors plays, who doesn't play? For sure. For sure. And, and that's and why I say like. And we can't be taking KJ Martin's minutes away for Derek Favors. I thought KJ no, Martin for sure. also had a decent night um, yeah. from the minimum, the minimal minutes that he got. Um, yeah. but no, I, seven I points in 23 minutes for team. sure. I hope there's yeah. a role for KJ on the team. Um, but in terms of like veterans, um, I really like that they've got Boban. I think that he, um, is going to be really good for team morale, team chemistry. Uh, I think Derek favors will also be beneficial. You know, he's actually played in more games than Eric Gordon has. So he is the most experienced player in on the roster. Yeah. No, it's fair. So if he is around just as like a practice player and, a and a guy on the bench during games, I really think he could be uh, a valuable asset to the team. For um, sure. And in, in that regard. So I think when it comes to these veterans playing minutes, other than Eric Gordon, no one should be touching the floor. Um, and Eric Gordon should be gone by midseason. So um, it, it's really time for a full, full, full youth movement. Let the players that the Rockets have drafted and you know spent a lot of, time and investment trying to develop let them actually do that no absolutely um jeremy this is fun tonight man i thought i think uh 
134-96 win. I mean, a 38-point win tonight. I'll take it. Yeah, one more thing I want to talk yes, about, sir. though. About oh, absolutely. Because there, there is another interesting sure. aspect about this team. And honestly, yeah. kind of the Fernando news. And they're kind of, they're kind of I guess, mutually, they, they kind of go hand in hand. But the fact that uh, Teo Maladon is really interesting to me because, um, you know, he was – he was a second round pick in 2020 and he um so but he went to the thunder and he was like he started a lot of games for the thunder in his rookie year the reason why he didn't last year josh giddy came in. um and ultimately you know josh giddy's obviously the guy that they're going to move with moving forward Taylor maladon didn't play very well in his second year and he's had injuries during the summer so it's hard to tell um whether or not and and i think there is something valuable there to develop with him um, I just don't know if he's going to be able – like, there's no – he's not definitely better than Ty Ty and uh, Dacian Nix, so there's no real reason there. But because the Rockets moved Bruno Fernando off of that two-way deal, there's an open two-way spot, and it wouldn't surprise me if they found a way to get Teo Maladon to fill that spot. For some reason – I feel like maybe that's why they moved Fernando to the main roster and they're going to open that two-way deal for a guy like Teo Maladon. Um, it should be interesting, though, um, because they still have to make some cuts um, before the season starts. And the season is only, you know, I guess, what, 16 days away now. So yes, we are in need of a, a rehaul on the roster. Like, some, some moves are going to have to be made in the coming days uh, one of those spots is uh, the two-way deal, um, and that could go to Maladon. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, because um, right now Trevor Hudgens is the only guy on the two-way. Um, but other than that, and then they're going to have to cut someone too. So maybe maybe Maladon is the guy that they end up cutting. Uh, but if you have five, if you have 15 guys on the roster, I'm just going to go through it real quick. One Josh Christopher, two Tari Eason, three Derek Favors. Four, Bruno Fernando, five, Garuba, six, Eric Gordon, seven, Jalen Green, um, you know, eight, Trevor Hundreds on the two-way, nine, Boban, 10, KJ, 11, Matthews, 12, Knicks, 13, Kevin Porter, 14, Shengun, 15, Jabari Smith, 16, Jay Sean Tate, 17, Ty Ty Washington. Did I count that right? Yeah. No, that sounds right to me. So that's 17? Yep. So they're going to need to cut one of those guys in order because they can only have 15 they're gonna have 15 on the main roster and then two two ways so maladon being that two-way would make sense or they go out and they get another guy or someone's getting traded like there's like there's a very real chance that the rock no, i think yeah i think it's a trade i think i think via trade is and it could be going. like a it could be like a maladon for cash or it could be like a um maybe they do end up moving kj who knows um but I think they're like the Rockets aren't done, and it's because no, they can't be. For done. sure, they have to be something. So, so we'll be we'll be around when they do. Um, and uh, yeah, we're no. one set closer to the Rocket season. Man, I can't wait, Jeremy. Um, to be honest, I man, tonight was fun. Man, it was just it was a really it's really fun night for me, man. Um, literally just being able to do this show with you, just on a personal level. Um, being able to, to podcast with you tonight meant a lot to me. So um, this has been another episode of SV Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. If you're on Twitter, head on over to 
at the Dream Take. You can find us there for all tweets, all things Houston Rockets during the season. If you would like to follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, you can follow him at at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. And you can follow my co-pilot, Michael Brown, on Twitter at you can follow me at Mike Brown underscore two zero two zero. That is my official pod, or excuse me, my official Twitter handle for the season. If you want to follow like us on a different Twitter handle, every yeah, episode. no, I, yeah, uh, I didn't, I didn't love my other one, so I went to Mike Brown underscore twenty twenty. Um, you can follow us also on Facebook. Search at the Dream Shake. Uh, finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets. All the time. Once again, you're more than happy final tonight from inside of Toyota Center. The Houston Rockets found a way to find a win tonight, 134 to 96, over the San Antonio Spurs. And until next time, Houston Rockets fans, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.